Good morning, good morning, everybody. What's going on? Wednesday, February 9th. It's 5.04 in the morning. I feel like it was 5.04 on another morning, too, when I did this. Listen, hey, you guys didn't hear from me yesterday. I was just busy grinding. Okay, got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, did my usual thing. I was planning on podcasting that morning, but I also met with my yoga coach. So I had met with this lady uh, out of Massachusetts via Zoom. I I'd connected with her through a couple of athlete friends of mine. And uh, I'd worked with her for like four or five weeks, oh, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And she taught me a ton about the sun salutation because I had hurt my back. I had a bulging disc and I was totally laid out, couldn't even walk for like three days last summer. And so she met with me to kind of touch base. I I wanted to make sure I was doing everything right. I mean, I'm up to day, uh, man, I don't even know. Okay, so I'm up to week 11, how about this, week 11 of doing yoga and we you know day 30 something maybe 40 in a row of doing yoga and it's like there are little things now now that i'm more comfortable with remembering the sequence it's okay which position is is my palm supposed to face forward or should it should it go the other way are my hips positioned as they should be one of the things she told me is like warrior three when you're on one leg and you you bend forward so your body looks like a t like a flamingo or something I wasn't sure if it was okay to keep that hip kind of open a little bit, kind of rotating so that my chest is facing the far wall. And and she said, no. She said, listen, you got to be flat, parallel with the floor, and it doesn't matter if you're not up in a T. The biggest concern is keeping the leg long, okay? And and you might hear that, and you might go, well, duh. But here's the thing. (laughs) Why don't you start doing it first? You know what I'm saying? just start doing it and then all of a sudden you're gonna be like dang here's here's another thing here's another thing so it was a good session but it was 45 minutes and my morning's pretty slam you know I wake up meditate for 10 minutes read the bible for 10 minutes do some Wim Hof breathing and today man I I screwed up I went downstairs I leave my phone downstairs because the minute I get on that supercomputer I'm fucked uh pardon my French there but like if I touch that freaking phone, I am hosed. I'm either looking at porn or I'm on Instagram or Facebook consuming like volatile pol- political content. You know what I mean? It, it just goes right for those, I don't know what it is because it's not always dopamine, right? Like sometimes it's just that anger or frustration or these strong feelings that are like a cocktail and I, and I, and I consume them. So I've been leaving my phone plugged in downstairs right by the wall. Like when I walk out to go to work, boom, I unplug my phone, put it in my bag, call my buddy, try to talk about life in a meaningful way. You know, young, another young thundercat trying to figure his shit out. Um, he, and here's, I'll be straight with you. He's been having some trouble. Kids not showing up for work on time. And he's not putting two and two together. His wife's dad has been unloading five ounces and ounces of marijuana on that family because the dad was such a piece of crap to the daughter uh, growing up. And so this kid, you know, he's given this family weed to try to, you know, oh, hey, I'm your friend, I'm your friend, I love you. And so now my buddy, who's been smoking weed since sixth grade, he's consuming vast quantities of very potent marijuana. And surprise, you're showing up late to work. Surprise, you're not turning in your grades on time. And he's not he's not figuring out why. And what's crazy is two years ago, he and I were kind of duking it out for who could get to school first, who was leaving early. I mean, I was trying to be the first person in the parking lot every day, and I lived an hour away from school. So I was leaving at like 6 o'clock, 5.45, getting down there so I could beat the principal in. Now, I, I'm not as 
caught up in this idea of, of of the competitiveness of like I can show them I'll be the first. I just stay late now. I show up half an hour late. I get to work at seven thirty. I don't have to be there until eight fifteen, but I also stay an extra half hour or hour or hour and a half. Uh, last night it was kids leave at three twenty and I didn't leave till four forty five. Um, and so I make it up that way. And I, what I realized was I had to be more comfortable with myself. You know, you get caught up in that David Goggins going to steal their soul. You know, I was all on that for a, all on that for a while. Uh, sorry, you know, four years of speech therapy and I still slur my words, especially when I'm tired or high. And I'm happier now. I'm more at peace. I'm not so caught up in these and needing the external approval. I'm trusting the process. And I, and I had a whiteboard in my room for a long time. And it said, uh, you're at a physical rock bottom. Because I had hurt my back and I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't doing the things I needed to do. I was smoking a bunch of weed. I was ignoring the pain, ignoring, ignoring my life. And then I changed it to be prepared and you will be successful. Because that was an action item, man. Like, I don't know, that, that that tough love was not working. And I'm the king of tough love, man. I am the king of old school. But I'll never forget screaming, just screaming at this kindergarten class. I was a substitute teacher for, for a PE class on the north side of the hood, local city. And, and they were messing around doing what they weren't supposed to do. And I was fired up. You know, this is the technique I've been using on all the grade levels because it was a pre-K to fifth grade building. And so I'm just bellowing at them they're sitting there and i'm like you guys gotta focus your life is at stake and i mean i'm talking bloodshot eyes mad dog and i look over and their ta the teaching assistant is sitting there and she her eyes are like saucers she's staring at me her mouth is kind of open and she is like petrified she like what is happening here and I, and I'll never forget that I pray to God I pray to God I will never forget the expression on that woman's face and what's wild is I am the kindest most gentle softest teacher I have ever been and my classroom is the most well managed it's ever been kids are happy now when I come down on a kid or if I say, if I'm not like a super duper careful with my kindergarten class on what I say to a young man, like the other day I gave him a, I gave a kid a look because he's like, bah, bah, bah. He, I don't know, it was nothing. He just exclaimed after I had just told the class, hey, we're going to be quiet. And then, then I said something and he was like, oh, and I just looked at him, not even attacking him. I just stared at him like, dude, what the, like, what are you doing? And he burst into tears. You know what I'm saying? Like these kids, I, and in the same day, a girl said to me, I wish you were my dad because uh, you're so nice. Like, bro, you want to talk about a shot to the heart, a knife to the fucking carotid artery. Um, it's just wild. It's just wild. It's consistency. It's follow-through. Jesus you know, said, uh, the, the, the meek shall inherit the earth. The humble shall inherit the earth. It's meek at that time, because I, I talked to a pastor about this. I talked to two different pastors. No, one pastor from a Baptist church and an elder in a Pentecostal church. And meek... Actually, it was maybe it was Jordan Peterson who started this conversation for me. I listened to Jordan, then talked to the pastors. Meek was really about being still and quiet. It wasn't about a, a measure of strength. It wasn't about a measure of uh, gravitas. You know, as you walk into the room, 
It, it was a, and I believe it was he who keeps his sword sheathed. That's what it was. So you can be the warrior. You can be the badass. Uh, and I'm believe me, I'm I'm trying to be that guy. But you don't gotta. You don't gotta put the persona on. You know, my buddy again, this teacher, really nice guy. You know, tries to do that whole buddy buddy thing with the kids, and they don't respect him. Right, like they do what they need to do, but they don't always listen. They're talking. When he tells them to do something, they just turn around and they and they go back to doing what they're doing. And now he's he's sending them to the office because his life is falling apart. Right, so now he's and listen. I love this kid, and he's trying to take care of himself. But I do think he's projecting a little bit on his own class. He's trying to get some semblance of order, and he's trying to have somebody in his life respect him because his wife definitely doesn't. His wife is an ass. Um, and the thing is, I, I told him, it just so happens classroom management is kind of my forte, okay? That's just, I've been through the fires of hell. I, I worked in the hood for a long time, volunteered there. My very first job, I taught a class that had their 12-year veteran teacher quit in October, like the end of October, and then no sub in the entire district would work in that classroom again uh, after they did it one time. So they had to pull the AIS teacher, who was a male, first grade here, first grade class. They pulled the AIS teacher who had taught them last year, and they also hired like the six foot four, like thirty five year old black dude who was jacked. And they put the two of them in there to babysit. And then I got that class in January. So I lost, and I lost three years of my life, three to four years of my life. I genuinely believe that. I had crazy nightmares, crazy heart pain. I was killing myself. And those kids, um, I hate to say those kids were killing me. The system was killing me. Um, but I turned that class around. And I, t- I told my buddy, I said to him, listen, the, the, the most inspirational figures in my life as it relates to management were these old ladies who were the toughest kids, even though, you know, a kid is always going to be active and squirrely if he's active and squirrely. There's nothing you can do about that. But are they responsive? That's the measure. That's the measure of respect. Are they responsive? And these, this little old lady, Kathleen, she, would, she was so kind. She just exuded love. But she also, like when she said something, she meant it. You don't have to yell. And, and I've taken on this persona of, like, it breaks my heart when I have to punish you. Not because you're hurting me, but because I don't like it. Like, I don't want to have to provide a consequence for you. And I'm, I'm sorry this is happening. Um, and, and it'll be over soon. But it's that consistency. Your word is law. It's not a negotiation. Um, you can do that with love and gentleness and it will still work. So anyway, something I'm trying to figure out definitely in my own personal life too. Uh, but I'm ranting. I'm going off the rails here because somebody emailed me. Amen. Dude, I can't tell you what that did for my soul. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to fix the echoes in here. I need to put like a pillow in front of this microphone. Just turn to look at my computer. I'm, I don't want to say this person's name yet I just because I'm not 100% sure if this was their real name or a pseudonym. Jonah's not my real name. Uh, they're from New Zealand. And uh, we're going to try to connect and we're going to try to swap a few stories here so that I can, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share some stories with you guys from this person because I know they got a lot to contribute. And <laughs> what's crazy is it's illegal in New Zealand and, and part of me wishes it was still here. Uh, I'm in the Northeast and it's been decriminalized and now they're doing the same thing they did in uh, Washington, D.C. where you can go and you're like, hey, I'll, I'll buy that T-shirt for $60. And so they sell you this t-shirt, and then after they give you the t-shirt, they're like, 
oh, and would you like a free gift? And you go, why, yes, I would. And then they slide an eighth of marijuana across the counter. And they're like, thank you. You know, have a great day. Um, and now they're doing that same thing right here. I did it uh, like two, three weeks ago. I went up there, bought a T-shirt. Oh, hey, would you like a free gift? And then they slide a menu across the counter. Like, they got multiple choices. Uh, the, the loopholes around this stuff is ridiculous. And some people, I can picture somebody like my mom being like, oh, that's just terrible. I can't believe they're doing that. And it's like, really? I think the police would rather people just drive to the store and pick it up that way instead of all this crazy gang violence and Mexican cartels. I've smoked Mexican brickweed, okay? I got it from a college, a kid in a college, um, and you knew it was brickweed because it was brown. Uh, it was clearly vacuum sealed for a long, long time and smelled kind of weird. And when you smoke that shit, what, dude, I was tripping. I'm telling you, it wasn't. And it's not because I was high. I'm pretty confident it was just covered in pesticides. I've never smoked weed like that before. Uh, the, the, the effects on my brain were very, very strange. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I think law enforcement would rather people just drive up, buy their stuff, drive away. Nobody is affected. There's no crime. There's no fighting. There's no drama. There's no clandestine one o'clock in the morning shit. Because what are you doing at one o'clock in the morning? You know, people are usually drinking and stuff too. Uh, so anyway, just, just real interesting. And I uh, really appreciate this person reaching out to me. We are not alone. I did not smoke yesterday, like I said. I, I, so in the morning, I did my normal thing with the yoga. Then in the afternoon, I stayed late at school, got home, was planning on podcasting at 7 o'clock. But instead, I'm working on my presentation because I'm leading a workshop at school on classroom management, the unwritten rules of classroom management. Uh, I, I, here's the thing. I want to I change the system. I was attacking the system early in the year. I went to the Board of Education. I'm like, this is why kids are falling apart. I had kids that would tough, tough, tough home lives in my class last year and they were tough 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 kids and you know tough kids in my specialty I was a tough kid I went to the office every single year from kindergarten to 12th grade 12 years in a row I went to the office I had ISS multiple years never went to OSS thankfully but that's just because my parents killed themselves trying to keep me on track and so these kids move on to first grade and they're falling apart apparently yesterday this kid was running laps around the school with like five adults trying to chase him the same kid who ran away from his teacher after she tried to pick him up outside one day terrible idea this old fucking lady such a dumbass reputed for her classroom management well that's my ass so he runs away from her the special ed teacher who's like 27 can't catch him it's a young man too couldn't catch him this kid starts heading for the road I'm agitated I'm on the playground I'm watching this happen there's there's multiple teachers here with me. I'm like, guys, I really want to go help them. Guys, I really want to go help them. Guys, I really want to go help them. Do you think I should go help them? And then finally, as this kid heads to the road, I'm like, listen, please let me go help them. And this veteran teacher, you know, team leader, she's like, yeah, why don't you go help them out? So I take off full dead sprint. I run around the building the back way. I'm going to backdoor this kid. And boom, I get up there right on him. Now he knows he can't go to the road. I sit down. Hey, listen, I'm not coming after you. I'm just sitting here. You need to calm down. And he goes and climbs inside of this pine tree and his teacher's able to go out there and drag him out. But the point is, it really broke my heart. And so I went to the board. I told everybody who would listen, our system is wrong. Uh, these kids are, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They're wearing masks. They're not allowed to touch each other. They have to be six feet apart. It's too much. We got to change what we're doing here. And you know what happened? The email I sent to the board, nobody responded. <laughs> I don't even know if anybody read it. I went, well, I went to the board meeting afterwards and I sat down and I asked somebody, I was like, hey, did you check that out? And she's like, nah, I had COVID that day and, I, and then it got buried. Another guy said, oh yeah, I read that. And then he just went 
about his business again. I'm like, oh. So I gave everybody a to-do item, and they're not taking me seriously because I'm, for whatever reason, maybe it's because it's only my third year here in this district. And I was losing my, I was losing my mind, you guys. I was, I was frustrated. I was angry. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. He has PTSD. He's a fireman. And uh, he's like, Jake, every... Oh, I said my name. <laughs> he's like, dude, every time you talk about the system, you get irate. And then every time you talk about the cool stuff you're doing in your classroom, like building snow forts, taking the kids out in the woods, he's like, you're real calm. Your energy's totally different. Why do you just start doing those things you want the other teachers to do? Be the light. And I'm like, you know what, Rob? That's true. That's what I got to do, man. And so that's what I've been doing. And to be the light also, you know, nothing wrong with hosting a workshop. I'm not forcing anybody to come to that. I'm hoping a lot of people can tell me what to do. I want to talk the least. I have to preface it with that. I'm going to tell them my background in the city. And then I'm going to say, listen, I, 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 I'm just a participant in this. I'm not, I'm, I might be, you know, I might have set it up, but once the ball starts rolling, it's good to go. I got a packet ready. I got a presentation ready. Like, we're just, we're just going to do it. We're going to read. We're going to write. And then we're going to respond. And each person's going to take a turn. And, and for each prompt, a different person's going to start. So it, it's not about me. I'm, I'm hoping to learn from these people. And so anyway, that's what I did at the end of the day last night. I, I know normally when I don't post a podcast, it's because I was high. And I, I, it's hard for me to justify putting a podcast on here, showing you guys my, my weakness. Um, I feel like that might not be as inspirational. So I uh, just wanted to let you know I, I still got my head in the game. And I can tell. I can tell. The stuff I accomplished yesterday at school, I went into the lunchroom and I'm like, guys, I just did so much on my prep period. Like most days, 20 minutes, the first 20 minutes go by and I'm like, oh, crap. Now I only have 20 minutes left. Yesterday, I got like two days worth of work done on my prep period. It was insane. Um, and it's just because my brain cells are coming back. Okay, you don't know how far you have slid. It's I've said this a couple of times. It's like a frog in boiling water. You guys don't know. Well, maybe you do. You, you might know. But there are other people that we both know, the listener and myself. There are other people we both know who don't realize how far they have slid because it was a slow, sneaky progression. They didn't have a car accident. Oh, I'm an alcoholic. They didn't beat their wife. Oh, I'm an alcoholic. It's just this slow, slow slide. And ability levels are reduced. Like you are not as capable. And anybody who smoked for more than five years will admit that when they're studying for a test, they're not smoking weed. That was the thing in college. In the beginning, like freshman, sophomore, everybody was smoking. By the time they were a senior, they're like, oh shit, I have a final coming up. I can't smoke weed right now. Same thing in life. My, even my buddy, who's floundering right now, he's like, I, he and I will both say, yes, we are better at work when we're sober. And it's just how it is. That, that, that's how it is. So I'm glad to be on that point. And what tends to happen to me, what I have to watch out for, is that when I start becoming that high flyer again, when I start kicking ass and taking names, and all of a sudden my natural talent and all that hard work my parents put into me when I was a kid starts coming to the surface. Guys, I was only allowed to read books growing up, man. My parents restricted TV. They restricted video games. I read books. I was reading 11th grade books when I was in third grade. It was ridiculous. But the problem is what happens is I start to get ahead. And then you start to twiddle your thumbs and you're like, damn, my life's pretty good. I think I'm going to have myself a little smoke. I'm going to have myself a little drink. And then before you know it, it slide back down, and then I'm back where I was before. It's crazy. It's self-sabotage. I talked about it with a different friend yesterday. It's just wild, man. It's just absolutely wild. So I, I, I did not meditate today. I went downstairs, got caught up on freaking Instagram, 
That's why I opened up the podcast with that. I screwed up. I looked at my phone. I was waiting for a response from a teacher, from an old teacher friend of mine. I'd like her to check out my presentation before I, uh, before I, I do this thing. And sure enough, I touched that supercomputer and then I'm host. So I had to choose. Do I meditate or do I read the Bible? Thing is, I was so spun up, 10 minutes meditating ain't going to do shit. For a while, I used to do an hour. And it would take me 40 minutes to even get in that space where I was finally more calm and relaxed. And then the last 20 minutes were very, very beneficial. But to sit here for 10 minutes and focus on my breath, I didn't think that was important as hearing the Word of God because I, I'm wondering if my gentleness, and I'm wondering if that's coming from the Bible right now because Matthew, for those of you who don't know, the book of Matthew is uh, all about Jesus and Jesus' teachings. So... It, it's just wild. It's just absolutely wild. Um, appreciate you guys sticking with me, man. This is great. Uh, let's go ahead and say, Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. That was Aristotle. And uh, if I already said that one, then uh, let's throw another one in there just because this man's the legend, Martin Luther King Jr. Let no man pull you so low as to hate him. Uh, and that's maybe a quote that me personally that I have to hear. And uh, one of the Bible verses that I read today Uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse 11. It is not what enters the mouth that defiles the man, but what proceeds out of the mouth. This defiles the man. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.